0: a bunch of crazy dogs, That's some fun.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the and Ostra Studios, I'm Matty Buller, and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. This is our look at the upcoming Week 5 games across the NFL, and in this episode, we'll cover the regular weekly picks and get to our total teases. But first, with me as always, from Almost Wise Guys Central, it's Andy the Prognosticator Attridge. How you doing, pal? I'm not bad, Matty. How you doing? Uh, i'm doing all right you did uh you had a good week last week
2: no 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 i mean what? compared to you i had a good
1: week yeah yes okay I was st- I remember was when we were talking remember when we were talking i was like man we're not agreeing on as many games this week i was like one of us is probably gonna have a bad week oh guess who that was me no no, no.
2: we both had a bad week yeah. I-, I was one game under 500 and yeah. uh you were a little yeah. bit more than that <laughs> What made it even worse is that both of our teams lost at home.
0: <laughs> yeah. Brutal.
2: Uh, it, you're, now, the difference between those games is that your beers had 27 yards rushing and the 49ers had 116 on the ground.
1: Okay, easy there, Tiger. My Bears played played the Colts defense. Your Niners played the Eagles.
0: One of these things is not like the others. One of these things doesn't belong.
1: My 42-year-old D's could probably break 100 yards against Philly with that O-line. But I will say I was disappointed in both. I thought the Niners should have handled Philly easily, especially coming back home. Uh, they did seem to do fine without Garoppolo when he was gone. They were doing fine without Mostert and, uh, the bears, they just, they couldn't see, they didn't get much done at all. Now, mind you, they got more passing yards than any other team has gotten against Indy this year. So I got that going, which is nice, which is pretty good.
2: That's a tall order though, too. Uh, We'll talk talk about that more in the Indy game, but
1: Most definitely. Uh, Also, we've got a few COVID issues this week as well. We should mention to those listening, uh, Denver at New England and Buffalo at Tennessee, both those off the board right now due to COVID issues. Um, Although if the Bills are playing, we're saying go Bills. With all these positive tests, we we record this on a Thursday and just today a couple more guys for Tennessee tested positive for COVID and they have found out now that they've there's been a few unsanctioned off-site workouts that they did that they weren't supposed to there's even talk now about uh they might be forfeiting games because they oh, can't really sure. screw with the schedule and i mean they did it to themselves at that point right
0: a a so. fucking a toto so.
2: no, no no they deserve everything that they, it's throwing at them I'm, I'm surprised they actually didn't um they wouldn't consider last game a forfeiture because they obviously broke covid protocols and i don't know what's going on in nashville but it's not very cool
1: no, not at all. The rest of the NFL is just doing that old guy shaking their fist.
0: Shake harder, boy!
1: So, um, yep, yeah, we won't be covering, obviously, Denver at New England and Buffalo at Tennessee, but we're going to get to the rest of them. Shall we fire it up, Andy?
2: Yeah, let's fire it up, Matty.
1: fucking go! Our first game up on the docket, we head to Washington, where they are seven-point home dogs to the visiting L.A. Rams, 45s year over under for the game. Now, uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to be riding the Pines this weekend as uh, Washington and Coach Ron Rivera decides to go with Kyle Allen at quarterback. Now, I don't know why they did this, really, because Allen's record as a pro is 61.9 completion percentage, 250 pass yards a game, 19 touchdowns, 15 picks. I mean, he's not really – he is under five hundred as a starting quarterback.
2: Right, but Dwayne Haskins was 32 out of 32 (laughs) – teams. He was the 32nd...
1: Troy Aikman lost all but one of his games. No, but he he
2: wasn't putting up the the poor numbers that Haskins has been.
1: No, Uh, Aikman didn't play for Dan Snyder either.
2: No, no. That uh, that could make a lot of things go downhill. That's probably
1: why he's in the Hall of Fame. Why
2: don't
0: we have a coach that gets over there and does something about it? Instead, we want to go over and pat our buddy on the ass and they haven't done a job all night.
2: But, you know, let's look at the game last week against the Ravens. And It's funny because... On the podcast, we we're talking about a thirteen and a half, and you bought it up to fourteen. And I was like, "Yeah, what, what difference is that going to make?" Well, obviously, it made a huge difference.
1: Huge. That was what the final margin was. Yep. So I, I well, was one of the few I cashed in on last week. Thank you, Washington.
2: And if you look at the box score, Washington on paper was very close to the Ravens at sure. uh, three hundred and forty three total yards versus Baltimore's two hundred and fifty. Uh, time of possession, they were almost neck and neck with only 80 seconds between each other. Uh, Washington actually won the turnover battle and had six more first downs. But, alas. Um, and and not only is Dwayne Haskins not starting, he's not even in the active lineup. So no, Alex he's
1: the third Smith, string.
2: He, yeah, Alex Smith is listed as their backup. Yep. Uh, one positive note is that Chase Young... Uh, was practicing lightly this week and maybe back in the lineup for Washington, which should bolster that strong front seven on their defensive line. Now, here we go to the Rams, which is the third trip to the East Coast in four weeks. Great scheduling there for them.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a good thing and- they travel well. Under they Sean travel, McVay, they, McVay they gets travel, him going. But
2: come on, man! You know, in the in the age of COVID, travel isn't quite as easy as it used to be. So
1: definitely he, not.
2: After a while, it's got to take its toll. And the Rams, you know, they scored seventeen points against the Giants. Now, I, you know, I did I did say that I believe that the Giants do have a good defense, and they showed that. Um, and they covered the number. Thank you very much, New York. The Rams look, I don't know, man. They they look really good. They look angry. Um, that was.
1: Well, I mean, the Rams' offense this year is really good on the road, averaging 34.5 points per game, 463 yards, like total yards per game, 179 rush yards per game, and there's almost 60% for their third down conversions. I mean, Goff's kind of experienced a renaissance this season, too. He's had 100 plus passer rating in three consecutive games. So I, I, Chase Young being in the mix does help Washington, and they also do have a sneaky little way of pulling up some backdoor covers. I wanna be your backdoor man. Washington seems to cover the spread a lot more than they should, right?
2: I, I think so. Um, you know this line at seven. It, it, we're using the seven because that's what the Westgate put it at. Uh, I've seen a lot of seven and a halfs around, especially earlier in the week. I'm not sure who is betting that down. Because I'm certainly not going to be on Washington's side. I I like the I like the Rams, even though that's a lot of travel for them. You know, as you say, they play well on the road, and I like them to cover this number.
1: I do too. I think Washington's just got some issues. I think uh, you know, seeing a quarterback get yanked after four games. Um, obviously there's some turmoil in the dressing room la seems to have their shit together i will always take a team with their shit together that travels well over one that doesn't you know and we haven't even mentioned la's pass rush as well so it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback it's not going to be a fun afternoon for them i'm with you i am taking the la rams i'll eat your ass i will The Battle of Pennsylvania. We go to Pittsburgh, where Pittsburgh is seven-point home favorites against the visiting Philadelphia Eagles. 43-and-a-halfs, half. you are over-under. Now, this is pretty crazy. Philadelphia coming off a huge win in San Francisco, where basically nobody in their right mind picked them to even cover the spread. They end up pulling out the W. Now, the thing is... Uh, they still have Carson Wentz. He has seven picks this year, and he's had seven picks in each of the last three seasons, so he's already hit his season limit. And Mike Tomlin is great coming off a bye, 9-4 and four in his career. And, I mean, they didn't really have a true bye last week, but the whole COVID thing with the Titans. Well, You're no, it a was week off that it a that Call it a buy. Exactly. And, you know, a week off for a team like that early in the uh, season, give a guy like Roethlisberger and Tomlin time to figure some stuff out. I don't know. I don't really see Philadelphia covering this spread, although I picked against them last week.
2: Yeah, I mean, so Philadelphia and 49ers, they played Sunday night, right? So it was even shorter week. They're coming across the country from California. Pittsburgh, as you say, has a buy. Let's forget the skill position players like Carson Wentz, Ben Roethlisberger. Let's just look at the Pittsburgh defensive line versus the Eagles offensive line. who's starting, hmm, three, two, two of their five regular guys. Pittsburgh's yeah. D-line can shut down almost anyone, and we've seen that happen. That, that matchup in itself has me absolutely loving the Steelers in this one. I didn't even think twice about the line, which maybe is a cause for concern, but I really like Pittsburgh to cover the touchdown here.
1: If Philadelphia is uh, among the current eight first place teams, because Philadelphia is first in the NFC East, this proves what a dumpster fire the NFC East is. They're the only team in first place. With a losing record, they're one, two, and one, a negative mm-hmm. point differential at minus 23, and a negative turnover dif- differential of minus five. Um, this is not a team that has their stuff together. I think uh, Pittsburgh at home, they should handle this seven points. It shouldn't even be a problem for Big Ben.
2: Uh, one other thing I would like to mention um, What's that? the governor of the wonderful state of Pennsylvania uh, has loosened up some covid restrictions so there will be about 7,500 fans at this game presumably most of them steelers fans so it's not like they're playing to an empty stadium so you know get a little bit more amped up than they would so that's probably a, a check mark in the pittsburgh box
1: go steelers
0: come on get his ass get his ass back your ass up little dude it's up to
1: Right, we go to new york where the j-e-t-s jets 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 are seven point home dogs against the visiting arizona cardinals 47s Your over under on this game and well andy the jets have decided to start an elite quarterback this week hence they're going with joe flacco is it time for me to quit calling flacco Fluco?
0: I think I'll wait one more game.
2: Oh, come on, Maddie. The guy's got a Super Bowl MVP. He's got over 40,000 career yards passing.
1: Yeah. All right. You got to like the guy. I'm going to pretend he didn't have Baltimore's defense. Ask Trent Dilfer and Jim McMahon what a good defense can do for you. Yes, Um sir. You know Joe Flacco, two and nine in his last 11 starts, and that's uh, over 2018 in Baltimore, 2019 in Denver. But unfortunately for the Jets, Darnold is out with a sprained shoulder. He took it like a champ last week, though, finished the game, which is pretty impressive that he stayed in. And of course, the Jets don't care about any of their assets, so they just (laughs) let him keep playing. (laughs) Hey, by the way, Andy, Andy, get this. Right now, the Jets are 750-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, meaning if you bet $100, you would lose that $100. <laughs> oh,
2: Matt. Um, let's also not forget last Thursday night and what we saw with Greg Williams as a defensive coordinator.
0: Hit the
2: Our newest member to the Piece of Shit Club. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? You know, obviously, one of the original architects, in case you forgot, for Bounty Gate when he was with New Orleans, they had six personal fouls on defense alone. You know, and there, <laughs> obviously, you want to, you want to chase after a, a rookie quarterback as much as possible, but they, that was just dirty. I mean, they well, were, obviously, they didn't shake hands at the end of the game.
1: It lost them the game. All that undisciplined sure. penalties, those, that lost them the game.
2: I mean, when I saw Darnold scamper for that 46-yard touchdown in the first quarter, I thought, okay, we got this cover in the bag.
0: Say, what's in
1: the bag, bitch? Mm,
2: No. And then I remembered, it's the Jets. And, you know, we go to the other side of the ball. Arizona's now on a two-game losing streak. So I may have spoken too soon about Kyler Murray, who's looked fairly mediocre. He threw three picks against the Lions. And last week, threw for over 133 yards against the Panthers.
1: Hey, dude, I remember saying on last week's show that Murray's passing numbers weren't the greatest, oh. and he was kind of exposed by that Lions defense. I think the, the biggest problem, too, is they haven't gotten Kenyon Drake involved um, five total targets this whole season, and last year he averaged 5.6 targets a game. Uh, like
2: another n- thing of note and i mentioned it in our last week's podcast uh the center mason cole is out with a hamstring injury and that might have had something to do with the low production on offense hard to say uh, but i think the best antidote of coming off a two-game losing streak is to play the new york jets i'm taking yeah. zona
1: yeah i'm with you i'm taking zona as well it's really just a bet against joe flacco
0: <laughs> yeah flacco Fluko. <laughs>
1: On to Kansas City, where a divisional matchup awaits the Chiefs. They're 12.5-point favorites at home against the visiting Las Vegas Raiders. 56-year-over and under for this game. And this Chiefs team, they perplex me. What team is going to show up? Is it the team that kicked Baltimore's ass in prime time? Or is it the team that let the Chargers take them to overtime? I I mean, they didn't even look close to playing their best last week. And they still covered a double-digit spread against a Belichick defense. What the fuck's going on in KC, Andy?
2: Well, yeah. Okay, so they they did play New England and Bill Belichick. That's a pretty big game, right? And it got even bigger when it got moved to primetime on Monday night. Next week, they're actually playing on Thursday against the unbeaten Buffalo Bills.
1: Uh Uh-oh. I
0: think
2: think you know where I'm going with this, Mandy.
1: It's an almost wise, guys. Sandwich
0: Sandwich game. game. What are you? an idiot
2: sandwich actually you can call this one it's a double decker sandwich a a club sandwich if you will because last week the raiders were our sandwich game and now the team that the raiders are playing the chiefs are going to be our sandwich game we also mentioned last week that john gruden loves to get his team up for big games
1: people ask me what are we doing here las vegas raiders knees head knees head
0: Huh? What are we doing? We're winning games,
2: man! Well, this is their biggest one so far. Last week, against the Bills, in which they lost by a touchdown, they still had more passing yards than Buffalo, more rushing yards, more first downs, and even better efficiency on converting third down. My point is, they don't suck that much. And if you look at Kansas City, in a very decisive win over the Patriots, as you mentioned, they had fewer yards fewer first downs, and less time of possession than the Patriots. My point is here, they actually may suck more than we give them credit for. The Raiders are in a 17-game streak of forcing at least one turnover on defense. And, Matty, would it surprise you to learn that Patrick Mahomes has only 39 more passing yards than Derek Carr?
1: No, it wouldn't surprise me. He, Other than uh, the game really in prime time against Baltimore, he hasn't really lit it up.
2: No, okay, but uh, what about their phenom rookie, Edwards Hilaire?
1: That kid's, got... that kid's good. I mean, they, just watching him last week, he's against a Belichick defense that knows how to check the run. Edwards Hilaire put up some great numbers.
2: And he's got exactly, what, four more rushing yards than Josh Jacobs. Yep. My, We're in, going with this analysis is that they kind of look fairly evenly matched, at least a lot more evenly matched than a 12-and-a-half spread would suggest. For these reasons, I am taking the Las Vegas Raiders.
1: Well, this is the mutual admiration society so far, because I'm with you. I I, I think the Chiefs should win this game. But this is a divisional game. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's a sandwich game. I'm taking the Raiders.
0: If you were going to eat a sandwich, you would just enjoy it more if you knew no one had fucked it. Dugger GL production Sex is telling on my own. Got Houston on my back 'cause I love the city I'm from. Hands up if you feel
2: that
1: Houston, we have a problem. I know that's probably been overused this uh last week or so, but uh, Houston oh, they've Guns had a problem
2: have, for a lot longer than this past week.
1: They have, and uh, they're six-point favorites against visiting Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Bill O'Brien is uh, no longer the head coach or GM. Don't let the door
0: hit you on the way out, because I don't want ass prints on my new door.
1: Romeo Cornell is stepping in, although his record as a head coach isn't exactly wonderbar. Yeah, but, but he was uh, playing with the Browns, dude. Yeah, well, it's still his record as a head coach, and Houston is actually worse than the Browns this year anyway.
2: That doesn't make sense.
1: I don't know if there's also going to be a big change to the on-field product. Because the offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly, is going to be calling the plays again. And that was a problem at the beginning of the year. And they still have Anthony Weaver as the defensive coordinator calling those plays. And they suck. Also, this was going around Twitter. And this just made me laugh at the Texans and how stupid Bill O'Brien is. The Texans are spending $255 million in cash on their roster this season. That is the most in the NFL. And also... They owe their first and second round picks in twenty twenty one to the Dolphins. You can't fix stupid Wow. I mean,
2: I'm not sure which Bill O'Brien was fired, the GM or the head coach. I don't think they really ever got over that uh DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnston's trade. Now, Jacksonville, they're 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 nothing to write home about either. They're 24th in the league against the pass, 26th in the league against the run. Um, on the other side of the ball, they're 22nd in the league in rushing missing Leonard Fournette, Uh, they're only rushing 104 yards per game. I'm going to call, I'm going to, I'm going to, what you want to call it here. I'm looking for a Romeo bump. And I think the Texans notch, not only their first win, but they also cover the six points this week.
1: Now the Texans have allowed 28 plus points in five straight games. Uh, that's got to change. Uh, and Deshaun Watson has four career games with fewer than 160 pass yards, three of the four have come against Jacksonville. Um Fuck, I think I might take the Jags, man. Gonna do
2: what? Yeah, all right. I mean, otherwise we've got we're throwing around more chalk than you would see in a grade one Yeah, dude,
1: or. I don't know. I, here's the deal. I know I've got some stuff in my back pocket for later on as far as upsets go, but Houston right now they're in such shambles and it's more the offensive and defensive coaching. I just those didn't get any better, did they? I mean no, and but- they didn't get Andre Hopkins, the Andre Hopkins back, did they?
2: And admit it admittedly, like why are you giving six points to a team that hasn't won a game yeah for an entire month?
1: <laughs> I think they might win and they might win by a field goal, but yeah, fuck this. I'm taking the I'm taking the Jags.
0: Are you seeing a psychiatrist? Because I got a flash for your young man, you're non copus mentors. Walk through the you
1: watch your back. And we head to Charm City, where the Baltimore Ravens are 13-point favorites against visiting Cincinnati Bengals. 51s, you're over and under. A uh, little hint on this one. I think this is a spread that's a little too big as well, because I think Joe Burrow is the real deal. He's the first rookie in NFL history to throw over 300-plus yards in three straight games. Peyton Manning didn't do it. Tom Brady didn't do it. All these great quarterbacks, you know, they didn't do it. He's done it, and he's done and, it. with The Cincinnati and, Bengals, and he's, and
2: he's and yeah, and he's done it with a very lackluster offensive line.
1: Yeah, right. He's you know, making this stuff, stuff like happy.
2: The Indianapolis Colts
1: front five, definitely not. No, like <laughs> uh, this is Baltimore's defense has had problems with the run this year, and Joe Mixon is tearing it up. They're going to have. You, I think. Look, I, I think Baltimore's be got a chance.
2: Last Sunday, and he was the league's leading rusher.
1: Yeah. Unreal. He he put up a huge performance. Yeah, I mean,
2: 51 and two touchdowns. Is that good?
1: The Ravens offense, they've also had a problem moving the ball through the air. Only one re- wide receiver has had a receiving touchdown for them this year, and that was Willie Sneed. The way I'm looking at this game is Baltimore should win this outright. They should. But the Cincinnati Bengals are staying in every game they've played in. and Baltimore, their defense doesn't look the same, and their offense, like, of course, Lamar Jackson's going to get his, and they seem to be rushing the ball just fine, but they can't chuck it around. I think I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals here to cover that 13 points.
2: Oh, hang on. Oh, look, I just found it. My wise guy's hat. Oh, there it is. I'm putting it on. We're going with the underdog here. I'm taking the plus 12 on the Bengals.
0: After evaluating millions of pieces of data in the blink of an eye, the Gambletron 2000 says the winner is. Cincinnati by 200 points! Bye, you worthless hunk of junk! yo, yo, yo! yeah 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 welcome to Atlanta where the players play and we ride on the things like every day big beats hit streaky gangsters roaming and parties don't stop till eight in the morning and
1: speaking of Fococta spreads the Atlanta Falcons are home favorites against the Carolina Panthers uh one and a half I guess is the spread it's not that big a spread 53 and a half so you're over or under but I think it's ridiculous Atlanta's favored to win anything, especially the way Carolina's played and the way Atlanta's played this season are the wise guys. Do they know something I don't Andy? What's going on here?
2: I, I honestly, I couldn't believe this line when I saw it myself. It's a gift. It seems like a gift, but it, it's, it's almost feels like a trap at the same time.
1: Hey, by the way, the German word, when you say gift in German, it means poison. Oh yeah. That's true. Well,
2: Maybe someone will give Dan Quinn a gift this week.
1: Oh. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Uh,
2: you know what? Here's the deal with Atlanta, and we were texting each other during the Monday night game against the Packers. Their defensive secondary is so decimated with injuries that in the second half of that game against the Packers, they were actually moving linebackers into those spots.
1: Into safety, yeah. And, How many linebackers you know, you know are great in a deep third? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Well, having a lot of injuries is one thing, but having cluster injuries at one position is the kiss of death. Sure is. And you're looking at the stats, only the Seahawks have allowed more yards per game, and only the Cowboys have allowed more points this season. Carolina looked pretty good to me against the Cardinals. Um, this is a divisional game. And, you know, even though Atlanta has beaten and covered the Panthers in their last five, I'm going with the Panthers on this one
1: yeah this team has quit on dan quinn and nothing's going to change till this organization finds new leadership i'm with you on taking the panthers and this is my first money line maddie pick of the week not really going out on a limb
2: there though no that's not, that's not a that's not a big one maddie
0: fucking 49 Fucking 49. Come on, nobody. Fucking 49.
1: Fucking All right, we head to San Francisco where the Miami Dolphins are in town. Now, this one was off the board for a large amount of the week as they weren't sure whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo was going to start. Uh, Jimmy G will be starting. So, Andy, this is your account. Why don't you take it from there? What What's the spread?
2: It's at eight and a half right now. It is at eight and a half. It's at eight and a half on the Westgate, so that's what we'll just assume that that's going to be, and that's what we'll talk about. But before we get to this game, can we please go back to Sunday night? What the hell was up with Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels just whining and complaining about their masks? Like, Collinsworth, before the game even started, he's like, "Uh, I don't even know who I am. And I'm like, well, I got a couple suggestions on that.
1: You're a whiny little
2: yeah. bitch. And Michael's, well, oh, we're good boys, though. We're going to get lollipops at the end of the game tonight. And It's like, dude, man, it's three hours. It's protocol. You guys get paid a zillion dollars to talk about football. Shut up and put on a mask.
0: Suck it up, cupcake.
2: Anyway, enough about them. Back to the game. The Dolphins and 49ers. So is this really a rematch of Super Bowl Nineteen? Were my Niners, led by a young Joe Montana, were Vic? Victorious over an even younger Dan Marino and the Miami Dolphins by a score of 38-16? No, not at all. Um, and if I, sw- I swear, I, and I mean this, if Nick Mullins hadn't thrown that pick six in the second half of last uh, last week's game, we wouldn't even be talking about Jimmy Garoppolo starting. They would have definitely ridden Nick another week and given uh, Garoppolo that healing time, but they're in a dire situation right now when they look around the rest of the NFC West. There's a lot of great talent there, and they need to keep up. So that's why they're starting them. Eight points seems like a lot, especially when you consider that their injury report looks like a California census roll. Uh, They're also one of the deepest teams in the league. Um, Linebacker goes out, they got another one in. You got a a Pro Bowl uh, rushing back that goes out,
1: bring another one in. Yeah, McKinnon's done a great job filling in.
2: He Jet McKinnon and, and Uzchek. Um Juszczyk would have had an easily easily gone for a touchdown if Nick Mullins had actually gotten the ball anywhere near him last week. Yeah. Uh, that's probably not gonna happen with Garoppolo. Miami
1: Their offense have, is pretty good.
2: It's all right. But their it's defense right. ain't
1: that good. This is tough because it's eight and a half it is it's tough so and even you know, if the dolphins are behind let's say by two touchdowns because the big analytics thing now is when you're down by two touchdowns you're closing in on the end of the game you go for two yeah right
2: yeah for sure so, and and you know miami's got a propensity to cover via the back door quite often
1: oh, all the time and oh I ryan just, fitzpatrick is the backdoor man
2: I got to go with the points and the Dolphins on this one, dude.
1: All right. I'm going to go with you because the points on this one as well, I think Miami can cover eight and a half points on the road. The Niners last week, they showed that even though they got some depth, they're still hurting a bit. I think especially on the defensive side of the ball, Miami can take advantage of that. Eight and a half points, that's what the spread is? Yeah. All right. I'll take the fish. It
0: was all that Dan Marino's fault. Everyone knows that. If he had held the ball laces out like he's supposed to, Ray would never have missed that kick. Dan Marino should die of gonorrhea and rot in hell. Would you like a cookie, son?
1: On to Big D. Well, we'll start calling them Little D until they can figure out how to play defense. Uh, They're nine and a half point favorites against the visiting New York Giants. 54s, you're over under. Uh, We know Dallas is going to score a bunch of points. And, you know, I've been on Dak Prescott a bunch, but, you know, from what I've seen this season, there isn't a whole lot you can blame him for. They just don't play defense. He's scored enough touchdowns. He has thrown for enough yards where he should be three and one or four and zero, oh, and instead they're one and three. They could be even. What kills me? Well,
2: if they weren't playing Atlanta, right? Yeah, huh. if
1: Atlanta didn't brain fart on on an uh, onside on, kick. On kick, yeah, they'd be. So, I Dallas just confuses me. They just got such a murderer's row on offense, and then nothing on D. But I mean, the Giants—they haven't scored a touchdown now in two six, two consecutive games. Daniel Jones has a sub 80 passer rating in each of the four games this season. That's the, he's the only player in the NFL doing that. Yeah.
2: They've actually only scored three touchdowns the entire season.
1: Yeah. Do you think that the New York giants can cover Dallas? Like this is going to be a track meet as far as Dallas's offense is concerned. Can New York keep up?
2: Well, here's the thing. If, if last week revealed anything about the fledgling NFC East, it's that the giants can play defense, keeping that Rams, Offense to 17 points is fairly impressive. And there are simply not enough adjectives in the English language to describe how bad the Dallas defense is. Uh, they're third worst in the league in yards allowed. Only the Texans have had fewer takeaways and more rushing yards allowed. Um, they lead the league in points allowed at 146. And right now, one of their offensive linemen, Joe Looney, is out with a knee injury. I think that the Giants can absolutely keep up. And All right. Really? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. And don't be su- don't be surprised if they notch their first win. Wow,
1: well, that's a money line Andy pick.
2: Yeah, just don't bet your mortgage on
1: it. All right. Well, Here's what I'm going to say, and I don't come to Dallas's defense often, but they played this season the Rams, Falcons, Seahawks, and Browns. Those are some really good offenses. Um, Now they're so yes, they have allowed a lot of yards, have allowed a lot of points, but against four of the better offenses in this league, I don't think the Giants are going to be able to score enough points to keep this game within reach. I think they'll get a couple turnovers in that. I don't think it's going to be a forty-point game for Dallas. But I don't think that the Giants are going to cover something under 10 points. So, believe it or not, I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys here to cover the 9.5 at home.
0: And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Cleveland Cleveland rocks! Cleveland rocks! Cleveland rocks! Cleveland rocks! Cleveland rocks!
1: And now to Cleveland, where the Browns are one and a half point home dogs against the visiting Indianapolis Colts. 47s you're over under man uh the colts really showed what they could do on defense last week but uh, the browns really showed what they could do on offense last week the browns uh it was crazy jarvis landry tweeted out after the game and i quote i threw one pass yesterday and my lat feels like i pitched nine innings <laughs> <laughs> it was a great pass though it was a hell of a pass he hit him in stride uh just i okay so indianapolis Great defense. Can they now? They're going to face a a really good rushing attack that even without Nick Chubb put some serious numbers on the board last week. I mean yeah, Baker Mayfield three hundred yards. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. I don't think he even hit two hundred yards passing, and yet they hung forty eight on on Dallas last week. So I mean, do you think Indianapolis can stop this Cleveland attack? And do you think that Cleveland's defense? Uh, can keep a, a lid on on Indy's rushing attack.
2: You know, Cleveland's had the privilege of playing the league's worst defense and the league's now best defense within one week of each other. So this would be a big test. Um, I like I liked the way their offensive line is playing. They're giving Baker time in the pocket and they're obviously making enough space for those running backs to get through. And yes, the Colts' D is off to a great start this year. But look at, let's look at the four games they've played. They played against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Vikings team that got their first win last week, the Jets, and the Bears. No offense to your Chicago Bears.
1: None but, taken. Um, no, I think and, they've got a real test this week with the Browns offensive line. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. I think that it's uh, the Browns offensive line and the Colts front seven is going to be the determining factor behind this game, correct? Well,
2: okay. Let's look, let's look at the front seven. Um, just in checking a, a recent injury report, it looks like linebackers Darius Leonard and Bobby Okereke are not likely to play, and that's a huge part of their, their front seven, as you mentioned. I, I, like, I like the Browns here at home.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the Colts have allowed fewer than 12 points in three consecutive games, but I agree with you. They haven't exactly played a murderer's role when it comes to the fact that it's been the Jags, Vikes, Jets, and Bears <laughs> – the one thing that kind of, it was weird with watching the Browns last week, and I see it happen often in the NFL. And as a defensive player, I never understood why this happens. When they were playing Dallas in that first half, the pressure on Dak was crazy hard. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were all over them in the backfield. Ezekiel Elliott couldn't get much going. And then the second half, they got this big lead, and they kind of sit back. And they let Dallas back into that game. So as long as the Browns keep pushing hard, they keep Rivers under pressure because Rivers will make mistakes. I think that Cleveland here, man, I really like them. I'm actually going to make them my second money line Maddie pick of the week.
2: Pokey doodle. So anytime that Maddie does a Maddie money line pick, um, Vegas actually alters their odds. And We're so
1: steaming the line.
2: He's steaming the line. So technically. This Moneyline pick is a Cleveland steamer. What do you want, a Cleveland steamer?
0: I said get in the car! What's a Cleveland steamer? You can keep it! He loves to be shitted on.
1: Our Sunday night of this week takes us to the Pacific Northwest where Seattle is seven-point favorites at home against visiting Minnesota Vikings. 57 and a half, so you're over under this uh, week, and I mean, Kirk Cousins, seven and 15 in his career in primetimes games. That's the fourth worst among active quarterbacks. Um, actually, it's the f- fourth worst record among quarterbacks since 2000. Um, I, and then, you know, obviously we've got seattle they they could score with you know almost every possession but they almost let the the other team's offense score every possession with how piss poor their defense is do you think russ wilson can actually cover seven points at home here against the vikes
2: i'm not looking to see if russell wilson can cover it i'm looking to see what their defense could do and
1: and well that's what i'm saying it's always up to russ right Uh,
2: they, they added uh if you remember uh Damon Snacks Harrison from the Lions last year, they added him to their practice squad. I'm Wilfred Brimley and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. Actually about uh, diabetes and, uh, you know, uh, diabetes. You know, you got a 350 pound defenseman, hopefully he can stop some of the bleeding that they have on that side of the ball. You know, the Vikings had a pretty spirited performance and an overdue one against the Texans last week. Dalvin Cook carved them up for 130 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. I think the Vikings are just a much more balanced team. With the total being posted at 57.5, I believe this is the 23rd highest total that Vegas has ever posted for an NFL game. So, um, do I think that Seattle can cover seven points at home? No, actually, I don't. I like Minnesota to show up here and um, get things back on track. Uh, they played last week like I thought they should have been playing the th- three weeks previously. Um, so I'm actually I'm looking for Minnesota to cover here.
1: I'm going to take the opposite stance, buddy. I'm going to ride Russell Wilson until he proves me wrong because he seems to, no matter. You know, Dak, he's been throwing up big numbers and he's got a crappy defense, but they're not winning. But Russ... <laughs> his defense is throwing up crap numbers and he's pulling games out i think you're always in it with russ wilson and i think a touchdown at home minnesota and their defense is not very good this year either so i'm going to take the seattle seahawks
2: well the the only thing that does concern me with minnesota is their quarterback i'd like to refer to him now as kirk cousin once removed because once he gets removed from the game they're going to start winning on this site, we shall build a new town where we can worship freely,
1: govern justly, and grow vast fields of hemp for making rope and blankets. Yes, and marry our cousins. I was... What are you talking about, Shelbyville? Why would we want to marry our cousins? Because they're so attractive. Are you ready for some football? And finally, we head to the Big Easy for our Monday night football game. And that's against the Visiting Los Angeles Chargers. The Saints are seven and a half point favorites, 51s, you're over under. And I mean, Drew Brees has had a really hard time in his career without Michael Thomas, uh, who is questionable for this game. Uh, He's got a one and three record without him, 70% completions, but six touchdowns to five picks. Uh, Obviously, Drew Brees is still a good quarterback, but. Without Michael Thomas, he doesn't get the ball downfield either. And the Saints' defense isn't what it used to be. They've allowed 20-plus fantasy points to quarterbacks in each of the four games they played this season. They only allowed six all season last year. So what, what, what are you thinking about this game?
2: Well, I'm looking at the coaching matchup, and that's not even close.
1: Um, oh, by the way, it should be mentioned before you go into coaching, uh, Anthony Lynn has named Herbert as the starting quarterback. Going forward, can you believe that? He actually came back. And get this, Tyrod Taylor has now lost his starting job three times. First to Nathan Peterman in Buffalo for one game. Then he lost his job to Baker Mayfield after concussion. And then he just now he's lost to Justin Herbert after the doctor punctured his lung. Like this guy has the worst luck in football.
2: I'm not sure which is worse, the... Nate Peterman or the, the doctor does the doctor get an assist on this one
1: <laughs> I, I'm sure Herbert's gonna buy him a Breitling watch
2: no I like the way this kid's been playing man he was hitting guys in stride last week yeah you know if so they're in the end uh, nearing the end of the first half they got a 17 point lead against Tom Brady and what does Anthony Lynn do he goes for a gadget option play which was just crushed by Indomit and Sue on the five-yard line. They march in, and then Dustin begins a big comeback. If they, if Anthony Lynn could just get out of his own freaking way, this charger team would be so much better. Um, you're talking about how poor the Saints' defense are played. They're they're allowing over 30 points per game on defense. The Chargers, by comparison, are less are, are touchdown less than that at just under 24, and. I, you know, I, I, I'm as I say, I'm really liking the way Herbert's playing. And, you know, the fact that this is over a touchdown, I'm liking the underdog under the spotlight of Monday Night Football.
1: Dude, Herbert's playing great. The Chargers have the sixth ranked offense in the league. And I've been fading the Saints just like they faded in primetime last time they played a Monday Nighter against the Raiders. That's got to hurt. I'm not only taking the Chargers with the spread.
2: Uh-oh, this uh-oh. is no 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 no
1: oh it is money line maddie's Moneyline. biggest pick of the week
2: well it's a lot more bold than the you know one and a half spread that you picked earlier but that's not very good you made up for it
1: hey i can only pick who i think's gonna win <laughs> you know
2: you don't you don't choose the spreads, eh hey, Matt? Is that what you're it's saying? It's a
1: handicap, buddy. It's a handicap, but I'm dealing with it. What is the handicap parking situation at the Special Olympics?
0: Please hang up and try again.
1: And now do a little segment we like to call Maddie and Andy's Total Tease. It's where we give you an over-under total that we like for the week and also a teaser. So, Andy, you, uh, you go first. Give me a total and a teaser that you like for this Sunday or Monday.
2: Well, we are going to go to Ohio for the total, and that is the Cleveland Indy game to go under the posted total of 47 points. The Browns are only allowing 331 yards per game at home this season. The Colts are giving up, what, 236 yards per game. And look for these both these teams to grind it out in the ground, keep the clock going, and keep the score well under 47. Moving to the teaser, we are going to the Battle of Pennsylvania and taking the Pittsburgh Steelers from a touchdown all the way down to minus one. All they need to do is win the game. And conversely, going on to the other side of the country to San Francisco, taking the 49ers from minus eight through the seven, through the four, through the three, down to two and a half. And there's your teaser, Pittsburgh and San Francisco.
1: And just so listeners know, Andy and I don't tell each other about what we're picking for the total or the teaser. So it's very interesting that we both landed on the same total. I like India Cleveland as well. Two stalwart defenses here, running games. This one goes under 47 points. I think 47 is pretty high for that game. A teaser, uh, for the first game, I like uh, Carolina over Atlanta. Take Carolina from plus two to plus eight, going through the key numbers of three and seven. Uh, the Falcons have basically given up on Dan Quinn. I don't think anything's going to change there. And I like the Raiders because uh, they're plus 12 and a half right now. And you could take them all the way up to 18 and a half. So this is a division rivalry. It should even be closer than the original 12 and a half spread. So I'm saying let's take Caroline over Atlanta and take the Raiders over the Chiefs. Three. Thank you for listening to week five of almost wise guys. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes or soundcloud. So you don't miss a show. You can also hit us up on our Facebook fan page for additional content and picks from all week five games across the NFL from the Costa Nostra studios for Andy, the prognosticator atridge back at almost wise guys central. I'm Matty Buller. Get out and pick yourself a winner.
2: If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, please share it with two enemies. Tune in next week at the Same Bet Time on the Same bed Channel. Sayonara.
0: Try to be best because you're only a man and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe.